The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Advise my advice so people knew who they are. But they have many loads of tries. I am different, you will listen, so advise my advice. Advise my advice and everything is okay. Now and then we will be nice. Hey yo! (laughs) (laughs) Something's tickled you. I just said Dan Griffin's comment in the chat coming up straight away. And as, as our intro is playing, his comment comes up, and it just made me laugh because it's, well, it's backwards. It makes no sense. I mean, it's Dan Griffin. It makes absolutely perfect sense. Well, potentially, yeah. <laughs> Maxie, it's our birthday. It is. Two, Two. whole years old. Two Jesus. years of chain wrestling, my goodness. How have I not killed you before that? <laughs> I think it's because geographically it would take a lot of effort. Uh, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> and I am not one for pointing effort. No, oh, well, there we go. There we go. Uh, it is two whole years of chain wrestling. Absolutely amazing. I wasn't sure how long this show was going to last for. Uh, it was brilliant as well. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Magsy. Steve O no. shared. Steve O's going back and listening to oh, all our I old episodes. Oh, I did see this. I saw this yeah. one. Yeah. He's listening to all our old episodes back again, which is awesome. You know, it's great that he, he enjoys all them mm-hmm. so much. And he, uh, there was literally a year ago, we did a Q and A, so we'll ask us anything kind of thing. And Steve O asked, "What do you see? Where do you see this show being in a year? Which would now be where we are now?" And your mm-hmm. response was exactly the same as we're doing the previous <laughs> year <laughs> turning up and talking bollocks or something along those lines <laughs> yeah and answering stupid questions i said exactly um, mate. Yeah, exactly I mean, we could we could say that we are in exactly the same place but we're not we're on uh, a network of our own um, yes two years in um from where we started, I mean, from a, uh, an idea that you pitched after um, basically coming on a, on a podcast and chatting uh, bollocks with me for like three hours, um, to uh-huh. to just throwing it out there and and reviewing some ridiculous, great, terrible wrestling to to where we are now, where it's the highlight of both our weeks we've got a brilliant little community built yeah we've i think we've come a hell of a long way in those two years and and it can only go downhill from here i don't think it can go downhill i think we're pretty much rock bottom <laughs> we're pretty it, much at the bottom but, already but, but we know our the role in the podcast up. <laughs> <laughs> hey perhaps that, that, that perhaps that's what will play us in this week a bit of yaz <laughs> i'm just looking back at dan's comment and the Obviously, we know it's it's Monday. You know what that means. But the middle word, wonk, just sets the tone yeah. straight now, away I, for this show. Amazingly, I, I read bag that as wank first glance. <laughs> A big bag of wonk. Amazingly, <laughs> as if it was out of the realms of possibility that you would read that as wank. 
Uh, maybe. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so last week, I want to address this very quickly before the show starts. Uh, we decided to make the call to postpone last week's show because Liv, my middle daughter, went into hospital for her long-awaited knee operation. Uh, everything went well. She is home. Um, she is not as mobile as she would like, obviously. It's a very, very serious operation. But so begins the long road to recovery. Hopefully, she'll be back kicking a ball and playing for the city again very, very soon. Well, I say very soon. It's going to be a long road, like I said, but there we go. Uh, but that is why last week we took the decision to sort of postpone a week, but it ended up being the right decision because we got messed around no end with information from the hospital being inaccurate and so on. Sharon ended up having to stay over in the hospital overnight. Uh, so it was a bit of a chaotic time. So apologies to everyone for that. But we're here. We're back. Ne- we're back this week. We're back this week. And it feels like a it feels like a month has gone by, Max. We only missed one show, but it feels so long. Yeah, I mean it, that shows the impact this show has 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 on us both. We we literally messaged each other and said we felt lost not yeah. having a, a show. It, it's almost like my week revolves around <laughs> <C&A>. starting <laughs> with with this, and then it gets better and then obviously drops down to seeing you again but yeah without seeing oh. your lovely cheruby face yeah it was felt weird cheruby cheruby face cheruby More like cherubic <laughs> cherubic <laughs> <laughs> but yes there we go uh, and also very quickly before we begin the show i just want to sort of pass on my well wishes my prayers my good thoughts and so on to the absolute legend that is barry windham uh, barry mm-hmm. had a heart attack on friday Apparently, according to reports online, he has been in intensive care since then. Uh, the news has only come out this afternoon. Hopefully, Mr. Wyndham will sort himself out, kick out of this issue, and uh, return to as healthy as he can possibly be. So, yeah. Yeah, good. I know we, we on the show have a lot of fun, well, me especially, have a lot of fun mocking you for your love of, uh, of all things 80s wrestling, and especially Barry Wyndham. Um, <laughs> But the things he's done for the business are are almost second to none. He's an absolute legend. Uh, and yeah, my thoughts and, and prayers are, are, are with him. He's definitely going to, to be able to beat this um, because he doesn't do the job for anybody. Um, and he'll be back to his stalking ways before we know it. Fucking stalker. Jesus Christ, Max. You've got to bring a stalker up. I mean, that's oh. enough to give anyone a heart attack. Dude, not cool. <laughs> but yes, good luck, Mr. Wyndham, and well wishes to him and his family. Now get the cards, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the state, and across the nation. And it's a state, the cards, the fake, the fraud, the messing with me. Oh, 
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, our two-year anniversary show. I am Sai, and with me, as always, is the Iron Man to my wobbly man. <laughs> the ankle lock to my ankles crocked. Oh, yes, it is. A podcaster who never needs to go a full 30 minutes to get to a finish. <laughs> That's what I've been told, anyway. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. Two years of this nonsense. Who's in the chat with us, mate? Well, before I can not address the fact that I can't go 30 minutes, I have been known to go well, Broadway. Well, <laughs> well, according to Mrs. Mags, I've had plenty of opportunities to address it. I haven't bothered. So, <laughs> 30 minutes, I can go multiple times. It will be <laughs> at least two apiece. <laughs> so, in the chat, um, this absolute gobbledygook. It looks French, so I'm just going to say it's, it's Monday, so you know what that means from Dan Griffin. And <laughs> e bagum, it's good to see you pair of beautiful bastards. He's clearly listening to us and watching something else because we are, unless he means The Rock and 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 Scott Hall in the background, maybe it's that. Because we are definitely not beautiful. Um, <laughs> the lovely missus. <laughs> yeah, the lovely <laughs> Mrs. P. Um, it's Monday, you know what that means. And Sapal <laughs> alive solely due to geography, <laughs> which is ironic. No, thinking he comes from Gloucester and one of the biggest uh, serial killers this world has ever seen was from there. So yeah, it's surprised he actually did survive. Um, I don't know about world. I don't know about world. Is he? Is he? Is he in the world class category, Mags? Do you think? I I, I think he is a world class. Serial killer, yeah. Mm. I would put okay. I would put it to you that Fred West in the in the categories of, of serial killing, he's he's elite level, would you not say? Um I I I, I mean he's very well known, <laughs> but I, I think in this country, yeah. But I've you know what would how many did he end up killing? Like 13, 14, wasn't it? Something like that. Oh dear, dear, dear. Jesus Christ. See what you do, Dan. You you bring up a comment about geography, and we get on to Fred West. How do we do this? Well, then you look at some of the serial killers in like Asia and Brazil. They're up in there. Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Uncle Juicer, um, <laughs> moist for this, uh, not as moist as uh, as Sight is after his uh, dalliances this weekend. Um, Hang on, we we need to come back to that and explain that in a little while because that sounds dodgy as hell. I say leave it there. No context needed whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> Young Charlie in in the house. Hello, Charlie. How are you, uh, Connor from Connor No Soccer? Hello, our American buddy. Call us handsome devil. I'm, I've I've used lot all been like daytime drinking because we are definitely not handsome devils. Um, <laughs> Maidstone's number one son, uh, Scottish Danny. Evening, CWF. Uh, Dan Griffin, if there's a word to describe, Chair said it's definitely wonk. Wonk, as opposed to woke, maybe. <laughs> and the other word. Um, yes. Cam Griffin, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, Wrestling Jibbers, hello, Mark. I uh, hope you're doing well. Hello, uh, evening all and happy second birthday. Yeah, first one to, to congratulate on our second birthday. All these other comments, not once did they say happy second birthday. Such just selfish just selfish um sharon said uh her and live had a uh, her in the middle one had a long 30 hours oh uh, yeah we 
we uh, hope um we hope she uh, recovers really, really quickly because I can understand that how frustrating it, it can be being basically not able to do the thing that that you love. So, um, Scottish Danny saying uh, prayers up to Barry Windham. Yes. Um, then how do we get talking about serial killers? It's this show, Charlie. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> we just we're just bad influencers. Never do anything that we say. Uh, Cam Griffin saying, I've missed this wrestling show so much. Good luck with the wrestling because there's not much of it. Uh, and we'll finish off in our Charlie uh, saying that she's she's all right. So thank you. Yeah, good. Good I'm stuff. Doing, I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah. So you mentioned my weekend magazine. I went to Birmingham for my work's Christmas <laughs> yeah. party. <laughs> oh, you go to all these fancy places. You. Fancy, <laughs> fancy Birmingham. Fancy, fancy. It was a bit fancy. It was all paid for by the company, which was amazing. So they put us up in a I hotel. I mean, that's what makes it fancy. And, yeah, exactly. They put us up in a nice hotel and we went somewhere nice to eat. And then we went to this little, it was a weird, I've never been there before. It's a karaoke bar, but you've each got your own little room. So it's just you and there were 16 of us from work and it was just us 16 in there. Mm-hmm. And there was like, I was like, I thought you meant just like 16 separate rooms like you, you ate and drank on your own. Yeah. Just one tiny little like <laughs> solitary wooden chair in the middle of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that was a good crack. Really, really enjoyed it. It, it was a great weekend. So yeah, I, I drank too much Sambuca and I learned <laughs> that I don't like Sambuca. So, which to be fair, uh, I should have known because I don't like aniseed. So, and it only took 32 of them for you to realise that. I'd obviously 32. I had a few of them, yes. But you know, we, Sharon doesn't drink, so there are occasions where beverages were bought for everybody with the number 16 in people's mind. So I would have hers once or twice throughout the evening. And, uh, yeah, maybe I would do it a little bit on the Sambuca, especially considering I hate it. I hate the stuff. So, so Cam is asking, what's your go-to karaoke song? Because you did have a, an attempt at it, didn't you? Um, well, I've not got a go-to karaoke song, to be honest, but I had a bit of a blast on um, Rosalie by Finn Lizzy. Somebody else started it and then just basically shoved the microphone in my face and I kind of carried that on. That was okay. Uh, by the time I was feeling confident enough to get involved, everyone was smashed and just singing lots of sing-along songs anyway. So, yeah, it took me a little while to... Uh, get drunk enough to be confident to have a go, shall we say. But this sober karaoke is not a thing anyway. You've got to be half cut to have a go on karaoke. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Unless you're like really, really good. But then if you're a really good singer and you're walking into a karaoke bar sober, then you're just showing off and you're a prick, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This has turned into an impromptu AMA. Because uh, okay. Dan wants to know if the Sambuca tasted worse on the way down or the way up. Now, Probably I couldn't tell you because I've never <laughs> had a hangover. Or, yeah, well, I think I've vomited off beer a couple of times, but I've never had a hangover. How's that feel? Not good. <laughs> it wasn't good. I felt rough. It was not lovely at all. You know, proper bad times. But there we go. Sharon there in the chat saying, I was sober and did it. I relied on everyone else's drunkenness. Yeah, because they just... (laughs) Sharon probably sounded like, you know, some sort of classically trained singer compared to the rest of us drunken (laughs) yachts. Because she couldn't see the words. That's why. There is. There is. In the work group chat, there are a couple of incredibly short videos that I've not been brave enough to press play on yet. So I'm I'm not too sure if I'm ever going to go and have a check. Because in the thumbnail, it shows you. 
Actually, it doesn't, but I'm concerned that I may pop up, which would be even worse. <laughs> if the if it shows me, if it shows me at the start, then at least I'm I'm prepared. If halfway through some sort of rendition of I I don't know, simply the best by Tina Turner, my ugly mug pops up, then yeah, that's not a good look, is it? <laughs> Wearing bright red high heels and a silver dress, yeah. Be a little, <laughs> well, that's my go-to outfit, mate. My go-to going out, outfit, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> no shame in that. <laughs> uh, what about yourself, Magsy? Good weekend. Uh yeah, pretty quiet really. We're we uh doing a lot of prep work for Carlos's uh trip to Germany for the the Jiu Jitsu Championships he goes Wednesday, so we had to get all his that uh his stuff in order. Um I thought yeah, it was Greece. Yeah, Greece. I, I don't even know what did I not say Greece? You said Germany. No, I meant Greece. I don't know why I said Germany. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Start with a G. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, fly, he flies to Athens on Wednesday morning. So okay. excited for that. Yeah, awesome stuff. Are you going to get a chance to watch it? Um, apparently, the website does streaming, um, but we don't know um, how good quality uh, it is. Um, if I get a chance, I'll, I'll send you a picture of him um, in his GBR. Gee, yes, he uh, looks badass, he looks like a ninja. Yes, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, let us know when that's happening in the streaming site as well. If we can try and pick that up and then have a little watch, yeah. I suppose that'd be good Absolutely. as well. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, I Sharon, even Liv is mocking you for that mix up. I know <laughs> that's I apologize to every person in Greece, and nowhere should you be tarred with the, the name of germany <laughs> but it happens doesn't it you know like you said like both begin with a g i do that quite often i get june and july the wrong way around all the time um, but I, get, I don't think i've done that eh? i don't think i've ever done that i, I get, get the kids names wrong oh yeah well, i get may and march the wrong way around sometimes because they both begin with an m and an a yeah. ma yeah it was just a, a slip of the tongue there we go. There we are. Not a good one at that. Um, <laughs> Magsy, shall we chuck some crap away into the chain wrestling hall of lame? The hall of What do you got for us, Mags? So this week, um, I've got a, a wrestler who potentially could have been a huge huge star um real name of dylan marley um he um was working for nxt uh it started in about 2017 uh and he was a, a vince mcmahon wet dream of a wrestler built like an absolute tank um six foot odd just a huge specimen of a man former a bodybuilder uh everything that vince mcmahon looks for in a in a star and he actually was not a bad wrestler as well um he had a a unique look um but he he wasn't the typical kind of bruiser uh the kind of idiot um monster heel he was he's actually a very seemingly intelligent person but he did some very very horrific or he has some very horrific mindsets and, and thoughts so dylan marley if uh if if you don't know that's 
essentially Lars Sullivan. He uh, started uh, in NXT uh, as a, a, a tag team wrestler, uh, where he, after every match he would essentially beat up his partner uh, and eventually got pushed as a, a single star. He was a, a big part of the, the six-man uh, ladder match for the, for the uh, North American title and then had a, a really good underrated feud with Alistair Black before finally getting his, uh, his call-up. Um, and was uh, started to to air vignettes on on uh, Raw and SmackDown um, in in late 2018 to essentially debut in um, 2019. That debut didn't happen because he uh, he walked out of the company due to an, an anxiety attack. He was then um, meant to come back for WrestleMania uh, and his push was to be in, uh, into a feud with John Cena. Uh, again, uh, he started to um, get mental jitters over it. Uh, so he was uh, then put in, into an angle with, with Kurt Angle, who just retired uh, at WrestleMania the previous night. And they did the typical thing with, with Lars Sullivan, that um, he would beat up the smaller, smaller wrestlers, looking like a, a monster heel. And then um, some things came out about him that were were not pleasant at all. Uh, it would it was revealed that he um, uh, had made some horrific comments on a, a bodybuilding forum um, targeting um, former WWE wrestlers uh, and 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 talent, um, saying some very um, mis- misogynistic, homophobic, racist comments. Um, um, for an example, he said um, on one one post, some blacks want to take advantage of their great-grandparents' misfortune and they want a piece of the pity power. He referred to um, leftists as feminine and he's against religion. He called rape a grey area. Um, oh, dear Lord. he makes a lot of fun about gay people and, and non-white people. He, um, made a lot of comments about people who were on, um, uh, mental health medication, called them weak, uh, and, uh, make the fun of, uh, of people suffering from social anxiety. Um, he made some horrible comments about Scott Hall, uh, or Dean himself, so yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it it was some horrific comments. This didn't actually lead to him getting cut by the WWE. He was actually uh, put on sensitivity training and fined a hundred thousand dollars. The the straw that that really broke the the camel's back though for for Lars Sullivan is um, some comments that came out uh, towards other wrestling professionals. He. Uh, he started stalking um, a wrestler called um, 
uh, it was called Charlie. Uh, uh, actual at was my name is Charlie, and he was liking every single picture that she had on her Instagram. Um, really kind of creepy, um, creeping uh, mannerisms from from him. Um, and then he just was quietly released at the end of uh, of uh, twenty twenty one. Um, and faded away, deleted all his social medias, um, and as basically left the the world of social media. And I want to kind of go back on some of the comments he made, um, especially about uh, homosexuals, saying that um, that they, they were disgusting and and that it's he would rather be dead than be homosexual because the last thing that came out about him was that he starred in a homosexual porn film. Um, mm. So not only was he uh, homophobic, he was also a closet homosexual in the first place. So, yeah, this week's entry for me is the horrific class clown that is Lars Sullivan. I think it's quite, and it's a combination of, I suppose, two segments that has spanned the history, I guess, of chain wrestling in our two-year existence. Uh, he's going into the Hall of Lame today, but he's very much, thoroughly a pimple dick as well. This guy is a piece of shit. Pimple dick alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. The stuff he posts online is just downright disgusting. He's an absolute piece of crap. So 100% worthy of his spot in the Hall of Lame magazine. Thank you very much. Well, it's sad that I've had to put him in the Hall of Lame because some of the things that uh, he said in 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 this time are just abhorrent, absolutely mm. abhorrent. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He almost deserves his own wing of like just dirty scumbagness, doesn't he? He's yeah. that low. Away from all the funny Hall of Fames. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh, my Hall of Lame is actually going back to somebody who went into the Hall of Lame very, very early on. Uh, and it's, well, a, a surname in professional wrestling that normally conjures up images of fantastic matches and, and wonderful uh, personalities and entertainment. And that surname is Guerrero. Now, I think it might have been your first entrant into the Hall of Lame. The gobbledygooker. Yep. Was Hector, Hector Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. So I no, thought, Hector Guerrero is amazing. Yes. The gobbledygooker yes, is yes. not amazing. <laughs> so I thought, because it's our two-year anniversary show, our two-year birthday, I was going to try and hark back to one of the earliest Hall of Lames I could think of. And that was, I think, literally the first one you put in, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just so happens, Hector Guerrero has another gimmick <laughs> that is worthy of a spot in the Hall of Lame. Now, can you remember, or maybe not remember, because I would assume that you and I and most people listening are probably too young, but you've probably seen or are familiar with in the mid-80s, there was a quite popular children's game called Laser Tag. <laughs> Laser Tag, the game that moves at the speed of light. From Worlds of Wonder Stadium not included. 
which went on to be quite a big thing in uh you, you know we used to rent out the places you could rent out in gloucester to play laser tag like teams fighting each other and like a bit more high tech a bit more advanced than what we yeah. saw here now laser tag in the 80s with what limited technology they had would consist of the children wearing these kind of um plastic sensor efforts that were quite bulky I and mean, again it's the 80s quite bulky uh very unattractive, you know, not very well put together, uh, not very, you know, good looking, I suppose, plastic sensors on their chest. And they would have a pretty shitty looking gun and they could shoot each other and it would, you know, result in these, you know, you could play with your brother, your sister, your mates, whatever. And you could have laser tag around the house. Now, notoriously, this laser tag didn't work very well. The sensors weren't very good and um, the batteries would die incredibly quickly. And, uh, you know, you can imagine the sort of thing that we're getting in this time of 85, 86, or whenever it was released. However, the NWA, in all their wisdom, in the mid-80s, decided, you know what? In a similar way, I suppose, to WCW decided with Van Hammer. Oh, kids like heavy metal. Let's uh, jump on that. And they're several years too late. And, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. They thought, kids seem to like this laser tag. We should devise a wrestler that, that capitalizes on this popularity. So they basically got hold of Hector Guerrero, chucked him in a costume, and called him Lasertron. <laughs> are you familiar with La- are you familiar with Lasertron, Magsy? I have heard of Lasertron. <laughs> I will show everyone an image in a moment. Uh, Lasertron himself hasn't ha- he doesn't have a long run, so there's not a-, a huge amount of meat to get into with regards to the guy's actual wrestling career. He's around for several months in the NWA, but in that time, and this is what really baffles me as well, Laser Tag is a game you play with two people, a minimum of two people. Otherwise, what's the point? Who are you shooting at? Okay, yeah, exactly. The big part of Lasertron's run was in a tag team with somebody else that didn't dress up at all. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> By the name of Jimmy Valiant. Uh, they would have numerous matches uh, in, in the, the NWA junior tag and main tag divisions. Lasertron would also capture the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title in 1987. Jesus, which is quite in the... Ch- I mean, okay, it's 1987, so the NWA is not... You know, the, the, the junior heavyweight division at that stage was a bit of a wobble. It came back later on and, and so on, but it wasn't as popular in 87. I mean, we were sort of the dynamite kid had faded away from that ter- uh, that territory at that stage and so on. So, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite a sight. And Hector Guerrero eventually, you know, got out of the costume, went on to have a very established career and also a, a quite a long term career in commentary as well. He did quite a great deal for WCW with, you know, other countries commentary and so on uh allow me just to show everybody the wonderful image of lasertron here i will bring it up on the screen and for those well for those listening now to the live version uh who may not be able to see this very clearly and also for those listening back on the audio version i will tweet this out right now as well as we're as we're on the show this is the nwa world junior wrestling champion junior heavyweight wrestling champion sorry uh lasertron with his glorious um gear there holding that beautiful championship belt you can see here the plastic uh chess piece now i don't know why he's wearing that because no one else is trying to shoot him but yeah he still walked around with the sensor on his wrestling gear whilst defending the championship i don't understand why uh, and if you look really closely not, well, not even that closely the mask see-through so you can always see who it was anyway <laughs> Brilliant. I love the little uh, Ant-style antenna as well. Yes, it's a glorious sight, isn't it? So yeah, trying to hark back, maybe a bit of a stretch, I appreciate, but trying to hark back to an early 
Hall of Name on our anniversary edition. Mr. Hector Guerrero goes in for a second time under the <laughs> Paul gimmick. Hector, Paul Hector Guerrero, and, and a member of one of the, the the most talented wrestling families in the world, and he's done nothing wrong but be saddled with horrific gimmicks. Yeah, there you go. I'll just put the tweet out on the Chain Wrestling <laughs> account there as well, at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter. So if you want to have a little look, uh, you can check him out and see just how shit and see through that mask actually is. And I've got no idea. What, why did he bring the gun to the ring? Because he's not shooting at anyone else. Why has he got the sensor on? He, you know, Because obviously that's... It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. But they, and the guy, the guy held gold. Did, so. did the sensor light up as well? I think when you and shot during a match, oh, no, I, don't I, know. Know. <laughs> I got kicked, kicked in the sensor. <laughs> kicked in the sensor. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the the really awful kind of. It's like it's like if Rey Mysterio got into drugs and never quite made it as a wrestler, and that that's how he would look. That's that's crystal meth, Rey Mysterio, to me. You know, and I just love how shit that gimmick looks to the point where I'm thinking I must have some sort of Lasertron t-shirt design somewhere. There must be able to come out with something because it just looks so comically bad. So there we go, Magsy. Lasertron and Lars Sullivan. This week's two-year birthday edition of Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame. Two equally terrible, but for totally different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly mate exactly let's have a quick scan through the chat my friends see what people are saying about these awful gimmicks and anything else uh well um first nothing good as ever has the last name sullivan didn't rita have coronation weren't she called rita sullivan she were all right for a gin i don't know who that is no for a gin what the heck magsy I know that was awful. That's that was terrible. that was that was Lars Sullivan levels of of oh. of, of ridicule. Uh, Morty in the chat uh, used to work with a a pass, a pass. Lass, I'm called, guessing he's supposed to say lass. I'm assuming lass. Um, called Lisa Sullivan. She was pretty fab. Um, hi all, by the way. Um, Cam uh, says, "Don't disrespect the Taskmaster, Dan Griffin." Um, are you? Does it mean Taskmaster is in like the the Greg Davis show? Kevin Sullivan. No, ah, Kevin Sullivan. Ah. He's referring to me. Ah, well, they mentioned the Taskmaster. The Taskmaster has won me over. I totally want a bathrobe like his. <laughs> See, I wasn't the only one who, who mentioned Greg Davis. So oh. yeah, I, uh, Dan says uh, Lars Sullivan is trying to get into bare knuckle boxing. I hope somebody breaks his massive, massive jaw. For, uh, he's, proper he's, mashes him up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wrestling Chiba says, uh, he did not know Lasertron was a thing. Just Googled him. Oh, my word. See, we're educational what? on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we watch this terrible wrestling, so you don't have to. Exactly. Connor says, what the hell was that? What in the Poundland Power Ranger fuck is that shit? Um, and Cam says, yes, uh, Scottish Jigglord, Dan Griffin, if you haven't sorted me a Christmas present out, we'll need some eyeliner as well, or a sharper to get them lightning bolt eyebrows. Well, Back to Kevin they're not eyebrows, though. Yeah, they're not actually eyebrows. They're above his original yeah, eyebrows. Sullivan's painted all up here, wasn't he? And all, you know. 
It's an odd looking. Rambasterio. And then Dan Griffin, Rita Southern kicked kittens to death for a laugh. Jesus Christ. No wonder Alan Bradley tried to run her over uh, with a tram in Blackpool then. Oh, oh, okay. I know that. Coronation Street reference there. Did, I mean, this Rita Sullivan, did she really try and kill kittens? Was that a storyline? No, that's oh. Dan being facetious. Oh, okay. I remember somebody getting hit with a tram or nearly getting hit with a tram. No, she did get hit with a tram. Did she die? No. She lived and had a healthy kitten kicking laugh. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So then, Magsy, this week non-wrestling topic well last week's non-wrestling topic i guess should we uh should we dive into that let's let's go for it nwt time oh no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling topic lovely nice lovely nice oh lovely lovely <laughs> I've missed that belch. (laughs) I absolutely missed it as well. It cracks me up. It cracks me up. This week's, last week's, whatever, non-wrestling topic uh, was about advice. We initially requested that people give us the worst advice they've ever received or heard other people get or they've given out themselves or whatever. Um, A few people have given us good pieces of advice they've given as well, which is, you know, which is quite good as well, Max, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, not following the 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 assignment, but there we go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, so I will dive straight on into the CWS responses to that tweet. I will go through them in the order they arrived into us, Magsy. <laughs> I know you love it. Uh, first to respond was our good friend Connor from at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He says the best YouTube stroke content creating advice I've had was the people will come and find your channel. Just stick with it. And as long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. I remember saying that to him multiple times. So you're you're welcome for that advice, Connor. It's not, Uh, I mean, is that terrible advice or no, he says best YouTube advice. He says, no, I know that, but we were asking for, for best. Yeah, I know, but this is one of the people who took it upon themselves to deviate. To deposit it, yeah. I mean, yeah. how dare somebody deviate from the rules of chain wrestling? That's Mate, honestly, ridiculous. fucking episode fucking one, you couldn't stick to the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, episode fucking one. <laughs> I was sorely tempted to break the rules for this episode. Naughty, naughty. Really, really? Yeah. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where we go because we had this pre-arrangement this week, didn't we? To we just did. to, to put forward awful matches for people to vote for next week. Because so we've watched too to... many good matches recently. Yes. That's why. Indeed. So we want to watch uh, some bollocks. Exactly. <laughs> Connor also says here the best life advice he's had. Fuck it. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice. Today's news is tomorrow's chip papers. Oh, exactly. Uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He says the worst advice I've received usually involved trusting someone in either a personal or professional life. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I can see that. Never That's trust anybody. Because people are assholes. 
Uh, worst advice I've heard is to empty stroke clean fryers while the oil is still hot as it flows better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also <What>? includes- <laughs> Who gave you this advice? I mean, what what human being takes that advice and goes, I will attempt that? It also increases the chance of burns tenfold. Fucking stupid, Dan says. <laughs> How who, did you... <laughs> who is the stupid one there? The person giving the advice or Dan Griffin for burning himself with red hot oil? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, ben at witticisms of Ben on Twitter. He says, I once confided to a family member that I felt incredibly low and depressed. Their advice? Well, don't be. You dumb motherfucker! Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, the advice I've received over mental health is cheer up. Well, mm. fucking hell. What yeah. if it. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Man up is the other one, isn't it? Oh, fuck off, mate. You know? Yeah. Put your face straight. That kind of thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, people are assholes. <laughs> Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, who I must say is incredibly excited at the moment on Nitro Nights because we have coming out this week is the last episode of Nitro Nights pre NWO. No, not pre-NWO. ever. Pre NWO. Uh, next Thursday, Scott Hall arrives. So Danny is incredibly excited. So I hope everyone will be joining us for that little journey there through you some pretty bloody. But you don't know why I'm here. Exactly. Oh, so good. Danny says, worst advice I've ever had was from a friend who suggested I watch a movie called Megan is Missing. Absolutely shut me up. And it's the only film I've never gone back and watched. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I've never heard of Megan is Missing. No. Let us know in the chat, uh, Danny, what, what the film's about. Or have yeah. you looked it up? No, I've not looked it up. Of course I haven't. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure. Pre- <laughs> have I done any pre-research? Have I bollocks? Uh, mate, I still haven't finalised which link I'm using for the sh- end of the show yet. I've got two in mind. I've not decided yet. <laughs> Jesus, mate. I mean, I'm shocked at that, that you've got two links. <laughs> Danny, let us know in the chat. And anyone else, actually, if you've seen the movie Megan is Missing, let us know why it was so scary. And also when we can do a watch along special episode of Chain Wrestling with you, Danny, to see you terrified on screen. Um, <laughs> he said, he's come back. He said, it's a kidnapping movie and it's extremely realistic. I have never, ever heard of that. So. No. I thought you were going to say I've never been kidnapped, so you wouldn't know how realistic it was. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, it would take a few guys to kidnap me. I think they'd give up. They'd just bring me back. Perhaps this is like a, a, another venture to Danny's criminal activity. He knows it's that realistic because he's been you know, kidnapping people before he cuts yeah, he's, <laughs> Is he the kidnapper or the kidnappee, though? Is it a true story? Danny, did you once have a friend called Megan? Uh, and this is <laughs> this isn't actually a film. That's this is what a shit him up. Yeah. Because people found out Megan was missing and he thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to be rumbled this time. I've yeah, this is actually one, a documentary. One stabbing too far. <laughs> <laughs> How many stabbings is one stabbing too far? Uh, that's a whole different show. A whole different debate. Uh, James at Yam All Right on Twitter. He says, not sure on general advice, but I had a dead-end job in 2006, and all my mates were going to the World Cup in Germany. 
I couldn't get time off work. But my mate advised me to quit as just could get another job after the World Cup. I quit, went to the World Cup. Yep, couldn't get my old job back. <laughs> well, I reckon that's brilliant advice. I'd do it. That, that sounds like it was good advice. If it were a dead-end job and you couldn't stand it, oh, you got to yeah. enjoy the World Cup and not have to go back to a shitty-ass job. Exactly. And James actually does elaborate after I asked him, like, you know, that sounds like a good thing. He says here, yeah, looking back now, it was good advice. Basically, we were based some based where Sweden were, so we just went on the piss for a month with a load of Swedish fans. Oh, brilliant there we stuff. Go. Win-win. Exactly. And we all know about those Swedish ladies. Apparently, it's a stereotype. I should move on. Uh, Rob, <laughs> at UTT Rob on Twitter, he says he was once told, use supermarket petrol. It's cheaper. The fuel particulates killed the engine of my S40. Had to get another car. What's an S40, Max? And don't say a car. It is a car. It's a I know Volvo. It's a Again, Volvo. good link to, to, to James as well, because it's a Swedish car, Volvo. Okay. I thought it was Norwegian. Is it Swedish, is it? You thought Volvo was Norwegian? Well, right now, that's the same area. Scandinavia, it's all sim- same thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's right. Swedish, but... Okay. Well, what car did you get? What car did you get, Rob? It might have done you a favour, getting rid of a uh, a Volvo. I don't understand that either. The supermarket petrol being cheaper, and then the fuel particulates killed the engine. So is it just shittier quality fuel? Uh, yeah, I, I would assume that is. That's mm. that, that's the problem. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. At Pigs Bladders on Twitter, an absolute star at the moment, creating all sorts of images for people. Get in contact with him if you want something done. He's not summing up for me, which is going to be a bit of a surprise at a future date. Uh, images the other day of uh, various podcasters as wrestling figures or, or action figures of the podcasters is gold. Max, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but there's no. a, a knockup of an action figure of you. There is one of you. There is, of course, there's one of you. Tugboat or earthquake. <laughs> absolute gold the shark I'll be the shark one <laughs> uh, make sure you are following at Pigs Badders on Twitter to see these these images he mocks up so so talented uh, he says I don't remember any bad advice I've been given I make my own mind up about things take mm-hmm. advice into account but it's my decision but I love giving bad useless advice and information more ridiculous the better like the girl at work now convinced buffalo wings are from buffaloes <laughs> That's, I mean, I've done that. I've like told people to lick plug sockets and stuff like that. So in oh, my yeah. in my youth, so it's funny when people lick plug socket. That's not just trying to convince somebody that buffalo wings are from buffalo, <laughs> which is a bit misleading. What you're doing is I was a child. It's not right, like I was, okay. you know, not like I did it yesterday. <laughs> did somebody ever get fried? Did you have to hide bodies? Was did you tell someone called Megan to lick a plug? Is that what happened? <laughs> I, t- I said, "Why don't you go to Maidstone? I know this lovely lad called Daddy's dying to meet you." And then that was last I've heard of her. I have yeah. seen, seen Megan since. Megan is missing. Um, <laughs> MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. He says here, "My dad on what my first car should be was more than I wanted to spend, and then needed over a thousand quid of repairs in the first month, which I didn't have." This was the mid nineties. So his dad's recommended him to get a new, get what his first car should be more than he wanted to spend. And it cost him a grand to repair it anyway. Brilliant. 
your first car should always be a banger. Something yeah. that you couldn't give a shit whether you you wrapped it because you'll either get into an accident or you'll uh, you'll run it into the ground. If you spend a fortune on on your first car, you you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. I wouldn't know. I mean, did you spend a fortune on your first bus pass? Yes, I did. Because stagecoach of bastards. That sounds really horrible. That did it have that? Um, that was <laughs> sassy about me. Don't get me started on stagecoach, Max. It'll be a big old rant. We ain't got time. Um, <laughs> and as far as I can tell, finally on Twitter, we have Stevo. Everybody, say what time is it? It's Stevo. At Total Stevo on Twitter, there he says he can't think off the top of his head, but in my place of work, the moron Muppet dickhead of a manager, Jesus Stevo, to say what you really think, uh, tells any new starter. I wonder if his manager follows him on Twitter because he's <laughs> forever slated his manager. <laughs> I hope his manager listens and just sits. And I hope his manager listens and I, I hope he hears Stevo slagging him off all the time, but never quite makes the link which Stevo it is. Yeah. You know? Or, or just laughing at the comments. Oh, this Steve all sounds like a rat riot. And then just never twigs that he's yeah. swagging him. <laughs> uh, uh, he says here, the moron Muppet dickhead of a manager tells any new starter, rather than filling the department cage by cage, dolly by dolly, the quickest, tw- quickest and simplest way, Steve says, uh, just a gap fill, which. which even for someone like me, takes forever. Yeah, see, management mates sometimes they don't know, do they, Max? They don't know exactly, exactly. When they haven't been on the shop floor, and they they ain't got a clue how to run things. Nope. Stevo continues. And oh. oh, there you go. Uh, when told about moving to London by my mate, he said transport is great. Trains, buses, every three minutes. Yeah, in the central. When living outside of London. I need to get in and out. It's horrific. Simple 20-minute journeys can take up to an hour and a half. Oh, mate, I feel that. Again, stagecoach of bastards. Bastards. <laughs> Tell everybody where stagecoach touched you. <laughs> Point on the doll here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just pieces of shit, Maxie. They're just absolute scum. But there we go. That's a, That's, again, that's a story for another day. Uh, and that's what we got this week, mate. That's what we got, unless I've missed any out. No WhatsApps, no. That you've uh, that you've nailed them all. Thank, thanks to the CWF for for sending in those those comments. We really massively appreciate it. You're the you're the stars of the show. Simple as that. Exactly. No, what about you, Max? I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of like uh, James. I, I don't take other people's advice. Not that I don't take it. I, I I'll listen to their advice, but I'll still I'll like consider it and um and make my own mind up. Um, so I don't think I've had any really kind of like bad advice off anyone. Um, the the stuff with uh, the mental health that really kind of like hit home with me because I did mm. get a lot of that. Um, the kind of like cheer up or or stop being uh stop being depressed stuff like that. Um, I'm actually just looking through Pigs Badder's uh, screen now, and 
is that a race? Why am I so racist on this on this picture? I'm going to have to put this picture back up. Oh. <laughs> Just to be clear, for those on the audio version listening, this is a mock-up Pig's Bladders has made. It's not Magsy going, why do I look so racist in this picture? And he's there with like a, a white hood on or anything like that. That's not the situation we're looking at here. No, I'm... I'm... So I'm very slim. I'm happy with the the figure. That's that's all right. But I'm wearing an England shirt. <laughs> Massive tattoos all down my arms. Uh, with Rob peeping over my shoulder um, as we we are all at a what a football match, getting ready to storm the pitch. I've got Especially a crane on. Yeah, and Moy and, <laughs> and Fitch at the back looking incredibly, incredibly racist. <laughs> Which is standard practice, isn't it? No, yeah, I'm joking. Exactly. <laughs> That's, but yeah, check out uh, Kingsford Brothers because that is some good Photoshop work. Yeah, he does great stuff, doesn't he? He does great stuff. Uh, I don't know if this is, I suppose it's, it's part my fault, part of the person who told me and i can't even remind, remember who told me but somebody once said to me when i was living back at my mum's that this certain cleaner is really good to use because it cleans everything you know so the you know i decided to clean ah here's the action figures yes these are great <laughs> it was my figure sorry was that vince mcmahon i don't know what you are there mate i got no idea and yes yeah, i mean the giant baby that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz here for Dan Griffin. Amazing. I do actually think I've got those jammer bottoms as well, to be fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> and crown. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, Mr. Goodwin's crane, isn't it? So, yeah, but there we go. Um, this person told me to use this cleaning stuff and, and uh, it'd be really good to use and all this sort of business. Uh, and then one evening when my parents were out and I was sort of living back at theirs, I decided I was going to clean the kitchen for them, scrubbed st- stuff down, and I took all the numbers off the oven. Which basically then meant, <laughs> it, oh, it cleaned it well. Guessed. You had to guess how hot the oven was. Yep. Exactly. You, all of it, all the numbers just came off. And I was like, what is this shit? I can't tell you who recommended this to me or what even it was. But yeah, that uh, for quite a while, so my parents got a new oven, meant that we were literally guessing at how warm the oven would be from memory, from when the numbers once existed. <laughs> from <laughs> why, why is this? Past frozen in the middle. <laughs> it's been in six hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, so there we go. Uh, thank you again to everybody in the chat and the CWF on Twitter and so on for sending in your non-wrestling topics. Uh, it's always a blast, and it has been since we started doing this. Steve-O can tell us what episode it was. I can't remember. But that's when, whenever that all began. I think way back, the, the original one was maybe Title or Toasty Magazine was one of the first, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but that that's something that needs to make a comeback, Title or Toasty. Uh-huh. Okay, I think we've done it twice in over a hundred episodes so it's gotta be worth a revisit on it and we've not done drunk stories for we haven't such a while we have not we have not so that'll have to pop up as well very soon so things to look forward to i guess for other people maybe not us but um, <laughs> maxi it's not even 10 o'clock yet and we're gonna get around to talking a bit of wrestling i think look at this we're flying through it this oh, is the lovely. new concise um chair wrestling in and out in 90 minutes <laughs> that sounds like your sex just, seat just like in the, <laughs> the quarterfinals yeah yeah when the french just, are we gonna are we gonna win the world cup still max 
Uh, it, a lot of the big teams were falling. Belgium, oh. mm, um, Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> No, but some some big big teams have dropped. I mean, Brazil are still absolutely smashing the the laugh out of everyone. Um, I think if we can get past France, then we've got to we've got to believe surely. Yeah, yeah. I think there's going forward. There's so many great options, isn't there? Yeah, just to and, get and, back. It's a bit. Uh... And to go back to like the a section from the beginning of the show, um, whoever uh, robbed uh, Raheem Sterling's house whilst he was away, what a massive pimple dick yeah. they are. Just absolute scumbag. scumbags. Absolute scumbags. Pieces of shit, mate. Absolute yeah. scumbags. Probably work with stagecoach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dan Griffin. Where did stagecoaches touch you, sir? Sir points to his wallet. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yeah, it's a good sight. And then they don't turn up. You know. Oh, again, it's a tale for another day. It's a tale for another day. Magzi, let's talk some wrestling, bud. Oh, thought we were going to go for some chat then, but never mind. Okay, let's dive into the chat then. No, you've been. Uh, let's get ready to. <laughs> no, you've ruined it. You strappy little child. <laughs> oh. Oh, I can always imagine you slamping one of your little feet under your desk. And no, we're not going to do that now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was tempted to just leave this, the studio then and have you just talk um, the wrestling match all on your own. Shall we shoot through the chat now, Maxie, before we talk about wrestling? No. Really? You can piss off now. Let's talk okay. this wrestling. All right, I'll get my notebook then. Uh, Fine. I'll get my little notebook out. Ready? Go for it. All right, I will do. All right, I'm getting my notebook. Okay, calm down. I can't operate like this with my little scribbles. You know, three pages of notes, mate, and I can't read fuck all of them. But um, <laughs> And I can't even uh, post the comments anyway because the chat on man has actually disappeared. Oh, dear me. Oh, dear. Let's see if I can... Uh, bring any up on mine there we go a little knife there from scottish danny so yeah it's literally it's wiped on man it's oh as if nobody's uh posted at all maybe they've all left yeah maybe maybe they thought this is boring let's go (laughs) talking wrestling an hour in how dare they yeah bastards this ain't what this show ain't what it used to be i remember that i remember when it was good when it first started It was never good people. <laughs> I liked their early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them before they were cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the winner of this week's, well, last week's poll was me. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Uh, Iron Man match, 30-minute Iron Man contest from Raw Homecoming, which first broadcast on the 3rd of October 2005. It was when Raw... Monday Night Raw left the Spike TV network after being there for, what, five five years, I think it was, five, six years, and went back to the USA network. So mm-hmm. they, you know, Raw Homecoming is what they referred to it as. A big yeah. three-hour bumper show, which at the time felt special magazine. Now three-hour Raws suck it, balls. It was the first ever three-hour Raw. I was it really? Okay. Yeah. Mm. And they had a, the, the first hour 
was uh, kind of like a documentary thing, weren't it? The, like, about everything that happened on Raw and stuff like that. I don't. Is I can't. I don't remember that at all. Well, if you watch it on the network now, you get like the last five minutes or so of it. It's like a, a countdown, kind of like a pre-show. I couldn't. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't watch on the network today. You couldn't watch this match on the network. No, I couldn't watch this show on the network. Every time I clicked on it, it would come up and say, "Oops!" You know, a little red box. "Oops!" Something has gone wrong. Oh, on the network. But I, I clicked on like you know the one before, the one after. I clicked on just random shows. It would play the one bloody show I actually needed to watch. It just kept coming out with the "Oops!" Something has gone wrong logo. Did you try it on multiple devices? No. Brilliant. So how did you watch it then? Daily motion or YouTube. Wow. Okay. So yeah, watched it on there. And thank it must have been YouTube because I didn't get loads and loads of adverts. Because Daily Motion yeah, check daily, yeah, Daily Motion is worse than YouTube for adverts. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Trying to watch Quantum Leap on there, man. No. Trying to watch Quantum Leap on there is an absolute nightmare. So I, yeah. I've watched one episode. I'm still waiting for it to come out in the UK, the new Quantum Leap. Still waiting. My God, this is taking a long time for it to come out in the UK. But there we go. There we go. Yes, the 3rd of October, 2005. Uh, this was the opener, I think. Was it the opening yeah. match on the show? I, th- I think there's only... Is it like maybe four matches on the whole show? I don't think there's okay. a lot of matches. But yeah, this was the, the first match. They have uh, quite a few like uh, vignettes and segments before that. But yeah, this is the... The, the first match. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, numerous legends in the front row as well for this Raw homecoming event. Um, well, I would say some legends, some not so much legends. Yeah. And yeah. I would say probably 90% of those people sat there for this great big Raw homecoming event never wrestled on Monday Night Raw magazine. <laughs> mm. you, are, you are probably right. Or some that wrestled on the very first Monday Night Raw, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, we get told by Jim Ross on commentary to buckle in. We're about to see a classic. And this is what they're referring to as the rubber match because we had the first contest between these two at WrestleMania 21 that year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. which was won by Kurt Angle. The rematch was at that year's Vengeance pay-per-view, won by Shawn Michaels. So this is supposed to be the decider, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi, when was the last time you watched this? Um, It's got to be at least a decade Mm. Mm. i I remember it being a really good match but i don't remember it being in my kind of regular rotation of of matches that that i've watched yeah Uh, i don't think i've seen this since it aired perhaps i have not no that's that's going back a while isn't it -hmm. which is strange 17 years yeah, yeah, which is strange because Kurt Angle is one of my one of my favorites of all time. Everyone knows that you know Sean's my guy. I think the guy's fantastic. I love the Vengeance match. I love the WrestleMania match. The fact that I've not gone back and watched this, maybe I have seen it since two thousand and five, but not gone back and watched it more regularly, is quite mm-hmm. surprising just to me, to be honest. I think it's probably because it's not a pay per view match. Okay, even though it was pay per view quality, um, hmm. because it's essentially on a, a raw. Um, you you don't remember it as like oh their match from Vengeance two thousand and five or their match from WrestleMania twenty one. It's their match from Raw on the third third of October. It, it don't kind of 
the the date doesn't stick in your memory, so you you kind of like gloss over it, I suppose. But mm. yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, the match begins with, I suppose, Shawn Michaels in charge for a short period, but it's relatively back and forth quite early on, Max, isn't it? You know, yeah, uh, high pace stuff. People trying to take advantage and so on. Sean is is really kind of uh, aggressive at the beginning. He, he he starts to try essentially and bum rush Kurt Angle at, at the beginning. Uh, doesn't work out too well for him because he uh, he ends up being essentially suplexed by Kurt. Um, but it's it's quite back and forward for the first um, four or five minutes, and with it being. Um, uh, an Iron Man match, you would think that the pace would would be pretty slow. You've got you've got half an hour to fill. The, this isn't a slow match. I didn't. I mean, the half an hour f- absolutely flew mm. by for me. There's no, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of waste of time in this match. Obviously, you, we get the the pretty early on thrown to the outside and uh, and and. Uh, a couple of chin locks here and there, but nothing that would say these guys are stalling to fill time. No, you're right. You're right. It does uh, again all the way through. Seems very quick, very well paced, but not not rushed. I think as well. And there's certain moments of this that we're going to come to that I think were timed so well and could have quite easily gone wrong and made the match <laughs> look like shit. But I don't think any of it actually went wrong or anything happened to that in that way i guess Maxie. but we'll get to that shortly i suppose <laughs> we have a sleeper at one point quite early on which uh is turned into a suplex kurt angle counters out into the suplex and then kurt angle's in control for a little while there until he's backdropped out the ring and my god did he get some height on that backdrop what a what a glorious spot this is mm. it's so good and the 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 commentary uh first of all the commentary uh was J, uh, jr and 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 uh lola were really good coach what a he's a he's a shit commentator isn't he? he's yes. he was so aggravated in this uh i get that the point of a common commentary team is to kind of like point out what's happening uh and be that the the soundtrack to the match but some of the things that he was saying was so Almost as if he was mocking the fans with the 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 basic stuff that he was he was saying, uh, as if you we were we were idiots. Um, like oh, uh, there was one point that he says, um, um, oh, he said this is a great uh, strategy by uh, Kurt Angle. Beat up your opponent before uh, going for a pin, and I'm like, isn't that the strategy of every wrestling match in the history of the world, Coach? you fucking ass clown. Yeah, he was, he's just not a good fit uh, no. for, for, the, for that, um, for that commentary booth. But going back to that, that spot, so well done. Um, all could have gone very, very wrong. Had Kurt uh, rotated just that little bit too much, but the way, oh, yeah. the way he landed, um, it just looked brutal. Um, mm. And then the comeback when uh, Shawn Michaels went for the baseball slide and Angle essentially sprung to laugh to hit uh, the Angle slam on the outside. God damn, he, he, he's good. He got wrestling, didn't he? Yeah, so good. So, so good. Uh, we also have a buckle bomb as well 
by mm. Kurt Angle, which looked really nasty uh, for a two count. And that was something else as well, Magsy, even right from the very start with, with Sean almost trying to be like the aggressor earlier on, and but then getting took down by Angle and going back to like the sleeper spot and the back and forth early on. They were trying to win the match. I and mean, we I, I talk about this a great deal on virtually every show I have that talks about wrestling. To me, it's important people trying to go for pinfalls and getting those one counts, those two counts, etc. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. what's the point? You should be trying to win the match. You're trying to tell the story that this is a competitive, you know, a competitive event. It's a competitive contest. So mm-hmm. you're trying to win. Of course you are. So that to me is really important. Yeah, and and this was uh, another uh point where coach said the blatantly obvious and um he was he was talking about oh Kurt's uh Kurt's strategy of beating up uh Shawn Michaels and he hasn't gone for a pin yet and then three seconds later he'd gone for the the pin off the book about and I was like ha stick that in your fucking pipe and smoke it coach you pillock yeah what a loser um, <laughs> <laughs> the first four arrives not long after this buckle bomb and so on uh we end up with what I love as well, because Kurt Angle's not a small guy, is he? What is he like? Six one, six two, maybe. Yep, like two hundred and what sixty pounds or whatever. He's a big old fella, but he runs up the ropes like he's a. Like I love I one. love his spot oh, when he so runs up the ropes. It's so damn good. Um, yeah, so he he's attempting a super uh, superplex, um, and Shawn Michaels, uh, who is on essentially on the the outside, but he's on the second rope. He's is going for the uh, you assume the elbow. Um uh-huh. Kurt is on the on the, the the ring mat, spots that Shawn Michael's back is is turned whilst he climbs up the, the that final rope and just springs to laugh again, kind of like he did with the, the angle slam on the outside, but then sprints up the ropes to deliver a super uh, angle slam from the from the top rope. The impact when he when they both um makes our angle basically flip um flip over and and then he's able to to get the pin brilliant brilliant wrestling it is absolutely superb absolutely fantastic and again that's one of those moments where the timing of it okay. could have gone you, wrong and so if you fraud well i've been having problems with you sort of sounding a bit garbly myself magazine to be honest do people in the chat want to let us know if there's any issues uh, internet-wise between Magsy and I? Who's coming through okay? Who's uh, a bit wobbly? And we'll try and rectify them, if you don't mind. CWF, that'd be great. Thank you very much. It is broken. Can you make it go? He's dead, Jim. This is NWA WCW Enhancement Talent, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you?
I should have never reconnected his mouth. I, have... I don't know. Was that my internet or was that your internet? I think it might have been you because mine stayed okay throughout. I've just asked the CWF to let us know what they're seeing, but I've got your back okay. now. Perfect, Magsy. Okay. Do I sound okay to you? Really? Yeah. Um, I had no kind of icon uh, in mind. Okay. So yeah, nor did I. Weird. We had an issue with StreamYard the other day. We had an issue with StreamYard the other day, Dan Griffin and I. So maybe it's a StreamYard thing rather than an internet thing. So Yeah, uh, Sharon said it was my end that was glitching. Apologies for that. Um, so where, where were you up to then? Uh, uh, literally I'm just saying, we were just saying it was one of those moments that the run up the ropes, the angle slam for the first, the first decision. It's mm-hmm. one of those moments that I referenced earlier on where it could go incredibly wrong. Yeah. Timing wise. And it could go wrong with regards to an accident happening, some you know, angle slipping, or um, that they they time it wrong. So one of the guys comes off. The, uh, you've got the danger factor there, of course. However, mm-hmm. you've also got the other side of it, with regards that if angle goes up too early or too late, they could still effectively be relatively safe, but it would look like shit. Yeah, and it would look prearranged. It would look, you know, like like they were working together. Whereas here. It looks like Angle has taken him by surprise because he gets the timing spot on the money mags. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, these are two of the the best to do it. So um, there's a reason why they're they're able to pull off uh, spots like this. And um, I don't know if you uh, the the glitching um, uh, caught it, but uh, one of the things I was really impressed with was the the force that the angle uh, landed the angle slam with that it was enough that it made him actually flip over uh, once he once he'd landed on 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 the canvas um, and then got got the pin. It was just such a brilliant spot. I really it it's always looks impressive when angle does a the the super angle slam. Mm. I mean, this brings me to another note I've got here to be honest. I mean, first of all, we go to an ad break, which is a little bit frustrating because mm-hmm. this match is really, you know, firing on all cylinders, even at this early stage. But we go to an ad break, we come back, Kurt Angle's very much in control of the match. But everything just looks so good. I can genuinely sit there and believe this is a proper sporting contest. It, it, you yeah. get... I think there's a I think there's a little bit of everything in this match. There's there's actual wrestling. There's a bit of brawling. There for those who enjoy more of the high risk aspect of certain wrestling moves, you do get elbow drops, moonsaults, and, and all that sort of great stuff. But it's not it's not like seeing forty seven backflips or anything like that no. where it takes you at the moment. This looks like it could be a real sporting contest to a degree. Obviously, you've got to suspend your disbelief to a point. Of course, everything just looks bloody brilliant, Max, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's two wrestlers at the top of their game, and it's so so crisp. And um, Kurt Angle has has got a really good strategy as well. He's got the first pin, so you capitalize on that, and you start to really kind of wear on your opponent. Uh, but Shawn Michaels is is a once in a in a lifetime kind of wrestler, and um, he's not going to to be uh, beaten down back her angle um and he starts to 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 build up a comeback charges into the post unfortunately um and then we see um a, a an attempt to um uh, uh, an angle slam that gets countered into the the sunset flip 
which is then countered again into the ankle lock. And uh, that's a really good throwback to their two matches that they've had over uh, over the course of the year because uh, I think it's the WrestleMania match where um, Shawn Michaels is in the in the uh, the ankle lock, tries to uh, do the the kind of the typical roll out, and Kurt is able to keep the ankle lock locked on, roll with Shawn Michaels, and 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 get the win. So when Shawn attempts that roll out this time, and he's able to to get the the roll up into a pin. Um, it's it's a, a really cool little throwback to to him learning from that that loss to to Kurt Angle at WrestleMania and um, and being able to use and beat Angle at his own game, I suppose. Yeah, and you mentioned it there as well. The bump into the corner that to me is two bumps in one because Sean's sent into the corner, takes it as as you would expect the Irish whip back bump into the into the corner, bounces out to then effectively land on his back again in the, just on the canvas. Mm-hmm. It was so spectacular. But again, it didn't look ridiculous. No. These were two people who wanted to beat the living shit out of each other. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. And again, coming back to the, the storytelling of the match and so on, you there mentioning the throwbacks to their previous two matches. I think that is so important as well as to why this contest is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's yeah like Magsy explained there the roll up it's now one apiece and that's roughly 15 minutes in and I'm, I looked at the clock and I was like Stroop we've had half the time already that's exactly. great exactly this match just flew bad the 30 minutes just flew bad obviously oh. we there was uh, um, cutouts for the adverts um, but yeah the match was we've watched five 10 minute matches that have felt like drags this I could have watched for another 30 minutes and yeah it just it just absolutely flew back. Yeah, exactly. Something else I liked as well. And I think it's quite it's quite interesting how they structure these Iron Man matches, especially when it's you know heel versus face. I mean, we've had Brett versus Sean at WrestleMania 12, and they were supposedly both both good guys, so it's a bit different it's psychology, a bit different storytelling and so on. Heel versus face Iron Man matches. How do you do that? Do you have the the baby face going down a fall or two and having a fight back from underneath? Mm-hmm. or do you have them win an early fall to get the crowd excited and so on and have the, have the heel come back there's different ways of booking it and we've seen numerous examples just in WWE themselves yeah how they do this I think plays to the strengths of the people in the match Shawn Michaels I think is very very good in this era at doing the whole sympathetic babyface thing Mm-hmm. The selling, the bumps, the, ho- the the selling of his legs, selling of his back, uh, and and bumping around for whoever his opponent is, making them look good. But at the same time, he's in the ring with Kurt Angle, one of the greatest of all time, somebody they've portrayed since his arrival in the company as being this wrestling machine. If Michaels is just taking a beating for that long, you would imagine, logically, Angle would be racking up the fours as they go. So the fact that Angle's already gone one up, that then Sean pulling it back to one each, it almost felt a little bit against the grain. It almost felt like if that was the if that was the end of the match, it would have felt a little bit like an upset on the night because Angle was in control for that portion of the match, Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I, I do think it it also does play into um, uh, a facet of Kurt Angle's character. Um, he, especially in the, in the early part of his WWE career, he was very naive when it came to, uh, as the character, not the person, as the uh-huh. character was a very naive, he he would 
lose matches to roll ups or um um or or to 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 silly little things the uh, the technical wrestling he had down absolutely perfect and if that if that that's what how the match went more often than not he would win but a lot of his losses came when he takes his eye off the ball uh, and that's what that's how Shawn Michaels got that first first pin he he Kurt had took his eye off the ball and and Shawn was able to to roll him up and and, and pull it back back level um and that pissed off Kurt mm. yeah again coming back to how great everything looked we get a spot here where it, it, you know Kurt Angle applies a body scissors on Shawn Michaels and it, it a legitimate and- a legitimate uh, amateur wrestling move as well. Yes. And the commentators are doing a great job. I mean, it's Jim Ross. Of course, he's doing a great job of, of selling how this will be affecting Sean's back and, and so on. So that's another sort of selling point to the story there because of Sean's history with back problems. But it's very easy for some of these moves to be, uh, I suppose, it's, it's very easy for some of these moves to look crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I come back to the bear hug. Very, very rare I see a good bear hug. It's very easy for some body scissors or head scissors and so on to, to look legitimate. And sometimes it's quite simple and, and quite straightforward, it seems, for them to go too long with a certain move like this. And yeah. you take the wind out of the sails. The, you know. But here, Angle looks like he's genuinely squeezing the life out of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels almost gets pinned a couple of times in the body scissors. And Kurt's even driving his forearm into Shawn's face at one stage for that little bit of extra, you know, extra oomph on the move itself. I thought again, something as simple as that was so effective. Yeah, it's it's wrestling one on one. If you have those uh, technical fundamentals down, um, a, 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 a little bit of tweaking, and you've got a a, a, a five star match. And and these guys certainly know how to um, to put on matches of, of that that caliber. And it would have been easy for these two, knowing that they had half an hour to play it safe. And to uh, to to cost uh, during this match, but these are also two guys that want to steal the show every single time that they're on 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 a an event. So they were they were always going to throw everything at this match, and it absolutely showed. It was um, such a good match to watch. Mm, it was it was superb. Uh, we then get the suplex roll-ups exchange, you know, the, the sort of German suplex attempt with, with the, the go behind and then Michael's countering it into a roll-up angle, countering that. And then we end up in the ankle lock. And again, Maxi, it's, it's a throwback to their previous matches, yeah, which is brilliant storytelling. And Sean's in the ankle lock for a very, very long time. Yeah. And he's so good at, uh, you mentioned earlier at, at selling the 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 pain. He's uh, he's his trailing leg. He's throwing that round wildly um, yeah. in 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 an attempt to break out of this ankle lock. And he's really kind of uh, showing the 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 people uh, watching that this legitimately is 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 a move that hurts. And it absolutely is is he's in agony and a lot of wrestlers will sell that move. And then five minutes later, it's almost like it never happened. Shawn Michaels keeps it up. He, he, the rest of the match he's, he's working on a bum leg and it's, it's, he's so good at that storytelling part of wrestling. Yeah. 
He is indeed. He is indeed. And, and that's, you know, the decision there to go 2-1 Kurt Angle uh, mm-hmm. after what, roughly 11 minutes left on the clock there when Sean eventually does tap out. And 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 that again shows that these guys are uh, are learning lessons from from what had happened in 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 their previous matches and in this match because Kurt uh, he he does the great van on on the on the leg so mm-hmm. there's no uh, way that Shawn Michaels can attempt to 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 roll and 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 get the the easy uh, pin this time he's putting him he's putting him to to bed and it's it's two one. And Shawn Michaels as a bum leg, this match should be all over, apart from the the final bell. Yes, indeed. Uh, we return from another ad break to see Kurt Angle, rightfully working on the leg and mm-hmm. the ankle, don't we? And, and that makes a lot of sense, of course. Uh, and this goes on for a few moments, but again, it's not it's not a case of oh the heel just working over a body part. It's still fantastic to watch. It's still yeah. you know seeing him picking Shawn Michaels apart and Michaels occasionally trying to get a bit of a a bit of a comeback going and then getting you know Kurt Angle cuts him off and so on and goes and, straight back to the leg. That yes. is that's great uh, heel face uh, dynamic work where Shawn Michaels is he's powering out of uh, of of this kind of funk he's in in the match. And every single time he gets a little bit of momentum, Kurt Angle's cutting him off and straight back to to that wounded leg. It's Mm. brilliant wrestling. So, so good. So good. Um, With around five minutes left on the clock, we have Shawn Michaels building his his fight back. (laughs) With a slap. Started with a slap. Gives him a good old slap in the mush. Um, (laughs) uh, Again, he he starts his fight back here. Punches, kicks, and all sorts are flying around. Um, Eventually, we get the the Shawn Michaels flying elbow, which is Uh, always... Soft flying forearm, sorry, which is always good to see. What Now... I rewound this bit a couple of times because I'm sure JR said it was a flying burrito. He does, yes. Which is what uh, Bobby Heenan used to refer to it as when <laughs> yeah. Tito Santana, because that was Tito Santana's finisher when he was El Matador, wasn't it? Well, and yeah. before then in Strike Force and all that as well. So When it was the Mexican jumping beam. Exactly. So, yeah, this this flying Michael's forearm. Uh, we get the nip up. Uh, but again, it comes back to the brilliant storytelling that Magsy mentioned a few moments ago. Michaels does the nip up onto his feet and straight away grabs his leg. And you can see in his face the pain, but also the expression of, shit, that was a bad idea. So that was a, a lovely touch there as well, Magsy, wasn't it? It certainly was. Um, just, again, these two guys are some of the best wrestlers in, in the world. And it's just great storytelling. Hmm. I've had to switch that. camera, by the way. I think my camera was glitching again. You did go completely still, but I could still hear you okay, so everything was fine. Anyway, I'm back. There we go. (laughs) We then get the absolutely superb, and I still think probably my favourite version of this move, the the Shawn Michaels top rope elbow. It just looks so, so good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's probably, at this time, it was probably the best elbow uh, dropping in the in the business i do prefer Kyrie sane's elbow i think the way she does it is just super but for sean michaels um still selling that that wounded leg um and he he just transitions at the very last second to land it is so damn good amazing uh again i i I can't say enough 
good things about this match. It was um, it was an absolute gem to watch. Yeah, uh, and then sweet chin music two two Magsy. Four minutes yeah. left on the clock, roughly, give or take. Yeah, and um, a sweet chin music with the wounded leg as well, which mm. is just Sean just, again, just great selling. Um, when he was tuning up the band, he, he couldn't put that effort in. Uh, and it looked like Kurt was ready to kind of rush him and, and spoil the party, and, and Sean's just able to to pull out Sweetie Music just in time. And, yeah, we've got four and a half minutes on the clock. We, are we going to get a winner in this? Wow. We will see. Uh, <laughs> we get another angle slam for a real close two count in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I love I love that when you see guys, and again, Sean does it so well, Angle does it so well. So many of the, the legends of the business do it. They, they they basically play dead. They're out for the count. Then right at the last second, that shoulder comes up. It gets such a great reaction, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, and then we get uh, um, the uh, another uh, attempt at an angle slam. Um, but that's uh, then flipped into a DDT, uh, and both guys are, are down for the count. Sean stretches for the cover and almost gets it. Uh, we've got, what, two minutes to go now. Mm. And we come now to another moment that, well, there's two here, but th- this one is the first. It comes up to a moment where it's so brilliantly timed. Mm-hmm. and so wonderfully executed by both guys involved because it could have gone so wrong and looked like shit. Sean hits the moonsault from the top rope. Yeah. But ends up in the ankle lock somehow. And it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's, uh, this is similar to the, uh, I think it was the vengeance match. Uh, mm-hmm. Kurt, Kurt goes to do a move off the top rope and he's caught with uh switching music. So it's, it's the, yep. It's the the countering at the last second. It's just great little callbacks to to their matches. Uh, just really well done. Yeah, superb. Uh, Michael's them. This is this is where I started to worry a little bit watching back, but I had no no reason to worry because these guys didn't let me down. But ninety seconds on the clock, I knew, I knew the result going in before watching. Obviously. 90 seconds on the clock, we can see Shawn Michaels in the ankle lock, flashing around like a lunatic, trying to get out. And I'm thinking, he's not going to stay in that that hole for 90 seconds now and make an absolute mockery of it. Because to me, if you're in a hole that long, you, sh- you should be tapping. It, sh- it shouldn't, you know. <laughs> and thankfully, that doesn't happen. But they don't go too long, Mags, do they? No. And again, it's it's wrestlers learning from what's happened in the match. Uh, Kurt slaps on the the great van, thinking he's, it's gonna um, secure another uh, fall for him. Shawn Michaels has learned from that, and he rolls over and uh, boots Kurt Angle in the face. It's it's those little touches of I fell for this last time. I'm not gonna fall for it again. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, we then get the sweet chin music, Maxie, don't we? He kicks Angle off. Angle stumbles back towards him. Bang, sweet chin music. I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking he's setting up for sweet chin music here. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I watched it and I thought he's too close. But somehow he still managed to get that super kick in. Yeah. Because he was incredibly close, wasn't he? It, it, was, it was bang on the money. Uh, and then it, this is always the, the issue with... Uh, when you're going with time limit draws and, and Ironman matches that these last few seconds are crucial. You have to be 
perfectly in sync and these guys were just mm. so well done um for Sean to just not be able to get that pin and the bell goes and and we we split 2-2 two, two. yes indeed just again the way the way it's timed the way it's structured there's 2 seconds on the clock when Sean makes the cover mm-hmm. one second either way that's either not as dramatic or they've got an issue with, with the finish. Yeah, exactly. It's so well done. And we've seen Ironman matches and matches with time limits and so on fall foul to issues. I mean, yeah. you go back to like the hardcore battle royal thing they had at, or, or at the WrestleMania. Ro- uh, Rock and Triple H when uh, Undertaker um, fluffed his, uh, his, yeah. his, his running. Yeah, it, exactly. it's so easy to mess up. And and we're talking about Hall of Fame level talents messing up. So to get it bang on the second, yeah, great work by Boffin. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the, the the time expires on the two count. But they, they, they then lie there for a few more seconds just to put forward the point of Sean had this one. Yeah. And but Sean grabs time, a mark. Didn't he yeah. Know? Oh, exactly, then, yes. Sean grabs a mark uh, whilst he's uh, he's uh, heavy breathing against the rope and says, "We've got to, we've got to go over time." And Kurt Angle walks away, says no. Brilliant. Which so means they they're one, one, and one in this trilogy. There is no splitting these two. Exactly. So well done. Angle leaves looking like the the shitty heel that he he's mm-hmm. trying to portray. Michael's there on one leg, looks like the hero, but yeah, there's no victor. It's mm-hmm. just ugh. and the crowd boo it, but I think it was really. I mean, I'd, I'd have been pissed off at the time in 2005, but yeah. watching back, I think it was so well done. It, it makes Absolute sense cult. because with this being a rubber match and with the the commentary making such a big deal of this being. Um, the match to split the two. Um, it was the right result to, to keep this few bubbling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, loved it. Magsy out of 10 and, and your summary. What are your thoughts? Um, it's half. Um, I don't think it's quite a 10. I, I, again, there's just so many good things to say about this match. It, it for a half an hour, it absolutely flew by. It it wasn't uh, poorly paced. There wasn't a lot of uh, kind of like rest holds and uh, and time wasting. They maximized those thirty minutes, and I could have easily watched another thirty uh, and not got bored of it. These are two of the the best wrestlers to ever do it. So for me, this is. It's at eight and a half, easily. Okay. So I, when you said, oh, it's very, very high, it's not quite a 10. By the way you explained that, then saying eight and a half, that feels low. Well, well apologies. Sorry for for dissing your boy. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'll tell you, what, I, I loved watching this back. It's two of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Again, it was two on my Mount Rushmore when I when I came onto Badlands and we first met those those few years ago. Magsy, I can watch these guys wrestle all day long, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I'm probably going to be a bit biased because these are two of my favourites ever. But I don't think I've seen a better Iron Man match from the WWE. Mm, I think from maybe the Bailey and Sasha one. Okay. 
Um, okay, that's a good shout, yeah. I think I think this has got to be up there. Mm. This is definitely better than Brett Sean at WrestleMania 12, which some people think is fantastic. Some people think it's boring. We'll have to have a look at that one day and decide what we think about that. Um, I think it's definitely better than Rock Triple H. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably better than Lesnar Angle. Lesnar Angle was very good. But mm. I think it's probably better than their one they had on a SmackDown. That is a good one, though, as well. Yeah, it is very good. Angle again, though, guy's class. Yeah. I can't poke a single hole in this. I loved it. I would happily go back and watch it again. And talking to you about it, explaining about how much I loved it, has made me love it even more. So I'm pulling the trigger, mate. This is a 10 for me. 10. Woof. Honestly, I think this was that good. I think it was mm. that good. Okay. I mean, I, I can't I can't give you a lot of grief for giving it a 10 because I massively enjoyed it. Um, I think the fact that it's on a, a raw maybe kind of like took the, the edge of the 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 two two finish, whilst it makes sense that could you could look at that as maybe as a ah. bit of a top out, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy with eight and a half. See, the two-two finish for me at the time, I was probably pissed off about it. I can't tell you firsthand, but I was probably pissed off about it. Now, in 2022, watching this back, understanding that this match, this series was effectively a trilogy, and we had there were one each, and they got into this half hour, and they've still not been able to separate who was the best. I'm completely okay with that because I'm I'm completely I'm completely okay thinking these guys are on a level par because they were that good, you know. So the draw for me, looking back, I I, I love I love that finish now. Thinking that's so cleverly done because no one ever really got to the say who was the the definitive best going mm-hmm. forward. And Angle left the company what a few months after this anyway. He was off to I mean he ends up in TNA in early two thousand and six. Well, yes, he I think he did he not request some time off. Mm. Um, because he was having issues with uh, prescription pills and stuff like that, and then ended up in TNN. Ironically, did some amazing work there yeah. whilst whilst uh, peeled off his tits for the majority yeah, of the exactly. time. Which is ironic, considering who he's wrestling here, who spent a lot of his career peeled off his tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, I've, I think it's that good, mate. I, I absolutely loved it. I'd happily go out and watch it again and again. It's... It's as good as their Mania match. I think it's better than their Vengeance one. So, yeah, it's got to be a 10 for me, I think. So, there we go. That's fair. Magsy, going from a match that we've both just adored and sang the praises of and said is wonderful, we kind of put a little, well, came up with a little pact, didn't we, that we're both going to put forward something shit for next week and let the CWF choose the garbage we watch. Oh, dear, dear, dear. So, where are we going, mate, if your choice wins? Yes, uh, like I like I said uh, earlier, we've watched some real good wrestling recently, um, and we've got uh, our kind of like competitiveness uh, between us to to get our picks voted for has has meant we've gone for some really good matches, which is good. I like watching good wrestling, but the point of this show has always been to to point and laugh at, at the the idiotness of of wrestling. Um, and I said that I, f- I was close to breaking the rules yet again. 
um, because originally I was going to to put forward, we watched the first ever episode of Monday Night Raw, which they alluded to all the way through this uh, this episode of Raw. Um, I think we we had Undertaker versus Damien Demento as the as the main event on that that episode. So yeah. that would have certainly qualified, but it would have also meant we're not just watching one match; we're watching a full episode of Raw. But I, you know me, I don't like to break rules. You sit on a throne of lies. So that went out <laughs> the window. <laughs> oh, that's the biggest part of bullshit I've heard in this, this show's two-year run. <laughs> Besmirching my good character. So um, the struggle is, Shawn Michaels and, and Kurt Angle have not put on that many turds of matches. These are two of the best wrestlers to ever do it. So I had to be a yeah. bit tenuous with the links, but luckily the wrestling world doth pr- provide. So outside the ring, you had um, a litany of, uh, of Hall of Fame caliber legends. Um, just with it being homecoming, the stars were out. Um, just some of the who's who of wrestling was there. Um, the likes of Harley Race. Um, but next to Harley Race was uh, was somebody who is in the Hall of Fame. But should he be there? Hmm. So I'm going for Hall of Famer Coco Beware. God, Millwall Chris now is cringing. And I am putting forward a match that was actually one of the longest matches I could find in his uh, in his WWF career because Paul Coco was usually a curtain jerker in pretty short matches. So there's actually a match where he's almost co-main event. He actually goes on. <laughs> he goes on after the world title match. Um, okay. So, at Royal Rumble 1991, after uh, Sergeant Slaughter has become the the WWF champion by beating uh, Ultimate Warrior, Coco Beware's in the next match, facing the Mountain. I'm the Mountain. I'm handsome. I'm brave. I'm strong. And it's 10 minutes of joy. So we are going, hopefully, to Royal Rumble 1991 to watch Coco Beware with Frankie the, the, the Parrot against the Mountain. He had, on this Raw that we were watching, he had Frankie the Parrot there, but was he stuck? He did. <laughs> no, he was, just, he was just so intently watching the match. 
No, I don't I think don't, he was stuffed. I don't think he was a real parrot, mate. <laughs> this is an ex-parrot. <laughs> this is a working parrot. <laughs> <laughs> a parrot has been gimmicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, see, I went a little bit less contrived to try and find my offering of pure shit for next week. And please remember, CWF, you are not voting for what you think you'll enjoy the most. You're voting for what you think will be the worst thing we can watch so we can have a laugh at it. So you're picking the shit for us, basically. I thought, you know, everyone knows how great I think Shawn Michaels is. Just giving one of his matches a 10 here. All of his matches rate relatively high for me. So I, was, I thought, well, let's have a look at some of the worst matches of Shawn Michaels' career. And two popped up that I couldn't decide between, Magsy. I really struggled to pick. And I'm still not completely decided with now. I think I'm just going to go by online rating to decide which is the worst of the two. Okay. Okay. And these all rank in Michael's, like again, on, I think it's cage match, isn't it? Where everyone can rate the matches themselves online. Yeah. I'm going by the cage match rating of Shawn Michaels' career to decide upon some of his worst matches for my pick. Now, the match that gets rating of Shawn Michaels' career, already covered. <laughs> Take, well, like, hazard a guess at that one? Um, it's not the Vader one, is it? No, no, it's the one in, uh, is it Saudi Arabia? Uh, where DX yeah. face, uh, yeah, and oh. we gave, I think we both, oh. we gave, I think we gave that like a two out of 10, maybe something like yeah, that. that. That was all. So I couldn't go for the worst. So I sort of having a little look at other things and the one I'm not going to go for, but just to let you know the sort of criteria this is, uh, rated very, very poorly. We have the rockers and the bushwhackers versus the nasty boys and the Beverly brothers quality so that was what i was going to go with initially but then the very next on the list voted a whole point worse is when Shawn michaels was drafted in at the last minute at survivor series 1993 this was going to be one of my picks when I, I mr was jerry lawler mr jerry lawler was supposed to be wrestling the Hart family with jerry lawler's knights so he had you know three or four other guys in his team just as knights of his uh his you know realm his you know kingdom um but jerry got himself in a spot of bother legally with shall we say ladies well i was gonna try and word it a little bit but yeah but okay nonsense and um (laughs) underage sex with children basically well nothing was proven obviously so let's go very be very careful with what we say but yeah that's so we didn't compete i think he's cute he's so sexy he's got the look this rise girl's got the moves so Shawn michaels competed so we have Shawn michaels and his knights as it's referred to as versus the Hart family so we get the gloriousness of Bruce Hart involved. <laughs> yes. so. I mean, vote for vote for that one because Bruce Hart is a, a wrestling legend. 
See, I don't know. I'm thinking vote for your one because we. I, I don't think even in War Rumbles, maybe he has popped up. But even in War Rumbles, I don't think we've watched a single Coco Beware match. I, I hope not. <laughs> if we have, it's, it's been wiped from our memory. Have we watched so, a Mountie match though? I don't know. So we might have. I don't think we have. No. Yeah, so oh, for man for two debuts. Yeah, there you go. So those are your options for next week's. Uh, what, what should we call it? Top of the plops. I don't know. <laughs> Something awful. Uh, poll. We have Coco Beware versus the Mountie in a, what I'm sure will be a ten-minute masterclass of rip-roaring action. I blatantly lie, obviously. From Raw Rumble 1991, or we have. Three guys who shouldn't have been on the pay-per-view under masks with Shawn Michaels, who shouldn't have been in that team because it wasn't his team, facing the Hart family from Survivor Series 93. Awful, whichever way we go, Max. <laughs> why, why did we do this? Why did we put that caveat? Because it's going to be funny. Those are your options for the poll, which will be up later on in the week at chain underscore wrestling on the show's Twitter. Maxi, shall we fly through the chat before we before we depart this evening? Uh, yes, let's sh- uh, shall or no? Shall I Can say no that? again? Um, you- I've got the I've got the chat back up now. Anyway. Okay. Um, um, so um, Dan Griffin says he hasn't had much time to come up with any drunk stories, uh, but he's got his works Christmas do coin up, so that won't be long. <laughs> that, um, and Dan then said he left as soon as he re- uh, realized that Sai had spoiled my day. Sai never spoiled. Sai is the highlight of my day. Giving Sai. Uh, grief just puts a smile on my face so it can never ruin my day i serve a purpose i'm the yeah. insult target <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly uh dan said did you try turning it on and off again multiple times and scottish daddy said he, he i mean i assume he's going to give it a 10 just like you saying he loved everything about this match uh sharon and mark Blaming me for the internet uh, problems. Yeah. Blame Virgin. Blame Virgin Media. Uh, Dan Griffin said, big Tardillinger number from Sar, and then bring on the bullshit. (laughs) He then also said, uh, put forward his pick of uh, the Kurt Angle TNA reverse battle royal. What a bad concept that is. What a bad, bad concept. That was so stupid, wasn't it? That was ridiculous. I I don't think I've seen that since that aired, but that, I may have to go back and watch that tonight because that was rubbish. Oof. Why would you do that to yourself? Because it must be funny at some level. <laughs> I suppose it must be. <laughs> uh, and and um, Dan says he can't cover your pick because we covered that for that Nantes Wrestling podcast and I can't ask Mags to watch that again. So vote for man then. The Mountain versus Coco Beware. Get to watch Although, a, ironically, we covered that for, for that Nantes Wrestling podcast. So... Hmm. Yeah, so your argument's invalid, Dan. So, yeah, <laughs> so both for both. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not have a 50-50 again. Don't manipulate it that way because that's horrific. I don't want to be watching those. Oh, that would be terrible, Max, wouldn't it? It would. That would be terrible. But there we go, I suppose. Stop, right? stop wishing it to happen. You've put it out there now. <laughs> You've This will be terrible, which means it will happen. Okay. <laughs> Dan Griffin is already now texting people. If you vote this way, you vote this way, you vote this way, I'll do this. You know? Yeah, it's not going well at all, is it? But there we go. Coco Beware versus the Mountie, Raw Rumble 91, or Shawn Michaels versus, and the Knights versus the Hart Family, Survivor Series 93. Both shite. I look forward to see what they give us, Mags. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't look forward to it whatsoever. No, no, not me. Do I let everybody know whereabouts they can find you online, my friend? Well, I can. I mean, I am down here on Twitter at Podfather Mags, but Twitter Twitter just doesn't interest me anymore, unfortunately. Um, but I'm still there, so follow me. Uh, or on <laughs> TikTok uh, at Mags All Pods. Um, that's where you can pretend to get hold of me, but I probably won't answer. Social media sucks, doesn't it? It does a bit, mate. It does a bit. But there you go. It's the only social interaction I get, I think. I talk to the wife and kids. <laughs> <from that>. <laughs> <laughs> the wife and kids just don't count. <laughs> Uh, and i'd like everyone to go and follow the network please that carries this show at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and subscribe to the network channel as well and also really important people are subscribing and leaving reviews for us on the youtube on spotify apple podcasts google wherever chuck us a review on there chuck us a rating chuck us a subscribe a follow all that good stuff and share away as well i cannot express enough how important it is that um people are sharing our show links uh and, and again we, you guys do it all the time anyway i don't need to ask you or remind you but just for, for argument's sake it means so much to us because mm-hmm. the more listens we can get the more beneficial it is for the network and for the shows that we bring you each and every week the same with the merchandise when people are sharing the links to the merch store people are purchasing merch themselves it makes a massive difference to the network and bringing you shows like this and everything else on the network as well you know all, all the the facilities we use to get these things up and available to you they do cost a few quid we'd cover that with the sale of the t-shirts so it's always hugely hugely appreciated and what else is hugely appreciated is the fantastic two years i've had doing this show I have loved every second. It's never felt like a chore. It's always just been fun. It's been brilliant speaking to you every Monday, Magsy. It's been brilliant with the CWF in the chat. And we're going way back to when we first started, and they weren't even called that. They hadn't named themselves yet. You know? The so, gang. We were, that's it. Oh, that was that was ropey, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 but no, it's just fantastic. And everyone involved and people who are joining us recently people who've been with us since day one honestly cannot express enough how uh, how much i appreciate mm-hmm. people listening getting involved and, and the, i can't afford enough gratitude to you all it's, it's it's so incredible that this show has gone two years and hey who knows in two years time maybe we'll be sat here talking the same bollocks max i mean it's very very possible uh, and yeah i, I can't um, I can't echo your sentiments enough. Um, from from going to how we started to to where we've come now, um, and just just having the 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 community that that we we've built, and uh, we love every single one of you. You guys have made this show absolutely um, just yeah. a joy to to be a part of and um the two years has flown by uh so quickly uh and we we couldn't do this without you it's as simple and clear as that this show would be a shell of itself without you guys um and this isn't just a birthday for me and sa and and chairman and this is for all of us for for sticking with each other and and dragging each each and every one of us through two years of, of the world setting itself on fire. Um, and yeah. you guys have been absolutely amazing. And we, 
we will never not appreciate everything that, that you've done. Um, yeah, thank you very, very much. And here's to the next two years. Yeah, brilliantly put, Magsy. Brilliantly put. Make sure you're following the show at chain underscore wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else, as I always say. Make sure you're following there because you get your non wrestling topic. You get to vote in the poll and so on at chain underscore wrestling there. Thank you so much, everybody, again for the last two years. Thank you to you, Magsy, for the last two years. Looking forward to where we go next. I'm off now to go and watch some Barry Windham matches. Kick out, Barry. Love you, man. And I'm going to have a crafty wonk. <laughs> <laughs>